Welcome to the Certified Skills in AI and Tech podcast brought to you by Criterion. Criterion is a global leader in assessment solutions, providing software for test development and delivery, as well as test development services for low to high stakes certification programs. So welcome everybody to another episode. Today we have uh, Biju from uh, Fractal. He's the Chief Evangelist at Fractal. And as always, we have Buzz Walker, our Chief Revenue Officer here at Criterion. Um, welcome, Biju. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Um, great to be uh, talking to uh, both of you today. Awesome. Well, let's get straight into it. Um, would love to hear a little bit about what your company does and, and what you do with your company. Uh, Fractal Analytics uh, is one of the pioneers of data analytics and AI. We It's a 21-year-old uh, company. Uh, it's headquarters, uh, headquartered in India, in Mumbai, uh, but um, all our business is it's between uh, US, Europe, uh, Australia, and uh, some parts of uh, other parts of Asia. So that's where uh, our business is from. Um, as I said, uh, we, we pioneered uh, data analytics uh, somewhere because it's about 21 years back we began. And uh, today uh, we believe uh, that um, uh, obviously the new wave of artificial intelligence is very strongly based on data. And so we are uh, definitely taking advantage of that and then trying to uh, work out be one of the leaders in artificial intelligence in the world. That's a definitely interesting point that you mentioned about uh, data analytics. You know, everyone talks about data analytics and how it's important to have analytics for your company. How has AI in the last year shifted the way that you approach data analytics? Um, we actually feed um, into, uh, you know, I think what we have done is, uh, yes, we said we began with uh, data analytics uh, and um, but I think we also looked at certain new directions. And one of them was that uh, we said that if we have to really look to the future and solve some of the most significant problems uh, of our clients, uh, we need uh, three legs. And one is artificial intelligence, AI, then engineering, of course, to support that, and uh, design and behavioral science. And, uh, and I became one of the part of Fractal that brought in this new understanding of uh, human behavior and design into, into Fractal. And uh, we believe uh, it's this combination that is actually is going to make the solutions that we develop uh, for our clients uh, far more effective and far more powerful than uh, uh, the traditional approach. What is a, What does a typical engagement with a client look like when you think about you know, the human aspect, and you think the AI aspect, data analytics, how does that engagement typically look like with a client? It, it, it does not begin, the, the, the whole approach does not begin with AI. It actually begins with the client's problems or the client's problems actually, if you go back, will always be about some decision that we need to take a deeper understanding of. So much so our uh, deeper philosophy says, power every human decision. 
So for us, it's all about understanding every human decision. And once we develop a deeper understanding of uh, that, there has to be that decision has to either to be made repetitive or the, there could be a new a sort of a decision or a new behavior that will have to be introduced. And uh, that is where uh, we actually bring in artificial intelligence, because earlier that might have been done by just human hands and obviously the efficiency would have been lower. But now I think with artificial intelligence, we are able to make that process far more, uh, far more effective. It's very interesting, uh, Bijou, as you, you start looking at powering decisions. I also see that uh, one of your uh, platform solution areas is responsible AI and wondered if you could talk more about that as we talk about powering decisions, all the different people that are making decisions, decisions to be made, data all over the place, lots of different ways you can use and misuse uh, the, the data or the power of algorithms and what might be happening in AI. What is Fractal doing on that part? Um, I think uh, the very fact that uh, we've a fractal uh, look to really develop a deeper uh, sort of an approach into responsible AI or ethical AI is actually is because we really truly believe, uh, see the power of what AI can do. Uh, because if it is not used properly, it can actually be misused. And uh, we said as a leader, then it's our responsibility that even before the governments and other bodies really come and then start bringing in legislations to actually manage that because it is all new. We said we who really understand what AI is all about and what AI can do and what it all constitutes, we might actually be in a position to actually develop uh, what is it that we will do and what are the boundaries beyond which we will not go. And uh, Fractal became uh, one of the first firms to really uh, develop a, a about uh, an ethical approach and so much so NASCOM and that's the industry body in India of all the software and all uh, you know the technology companies in India they have uh, sort of taken a lot of the learnings and requested uh, uh, Fractal to actually uh, you know collaborate and so Fractal along with some of the other firms has actually worked with NASCOM to develop a much more broader national level uh, ethical uh, you know, policies about AI. So AI is very, very powerful, but uh, if it is not managed properly, it can go beyond the guardrails and it can cause problems. And uh, right now, um, as a responsible company, uh, we, we've actually looked at uh, you know, self-regulation and that's, that's what um, uh, our ethical AI policy is all about. It's very interesting as we start uh, looking in some of the companies that, that we work with in particular at Criterion, uh, also focus on the uh, not only the technology, but the training that's associated with that to help that not only help responsible use, but also um, making it possible to correctly use the technology to achieve the result you want. So there's the ethics, but there's also the efficacy that needs to happen. Are, are you involved in 
training, upskilling, reskilling, I imagine with the data analytics and the decision making that has to be made, the people using these technologies need to be trained differently, need to understand differently um, than what they had done before in the past. Yes, I think uh, the policies are obviously as main known to every other uh, you know, employee within the organization. But um, one of the organizations that we really recently acquired uh, that is actually is uh, the leader in uh, uh, education and as far as data analytics and AI is concerned in India. And um, even that company is really involved in it. So right from, uh, you know, so there's this whole education about AI and ethics is to us is a much wider uh, you know, belief, and uh, we really lift that uh, that belief. Obviously, uh, every client of ours that we work with, some of them already have their own ethical policies, um, so uh, we closely work with them. But we're also helping a lot of our clients to actually set up their own uh, ethical uh, boundaries of uh, AI. So that is actually uh, one of the significant practices of, uh, of uh, Fractal which is helping companies to actually create their AI ethical framework. And how about in training their employees for, you know, beyond the ethics, just to be able to use some of the new technologies? I, I imagine for uh, some of your clients or potential clients that not only is this technology exciting but it also is puzzling and do they have the workforce that's able to utilize that technology properly yes i think uh, we uh, we we that interaction with our clients happen at different levels uh, for example uh, uh, covid that didn't happen otherwise every year we have uh, a meeting where senior most fractal employees and senior most um, members of our clients come together and some of the experts around the world on AI and related fields like behavioral science and design come together. And that's a two to three day scenario where we actually discuss some of the most cutting edge things there. Uh, we uh, in Lord, we, we have client wise specific discussions and uh, interactions wherein we share some of the latest uh, findings. For example, um, uh, as I said, my team has worked recently on some of the new learnings on decision making from neuroscience, uh, most on smartphones, and uh, we've come up with some very interesting new uh, facets around there. We have shared that with our clients so that uh, their digital marketing capabilities uh, can be improved. So we are always on a constant uh, sharing mode with our clients because it was it's a, it's it's a client first. It's a very big philosophy again within within Fractal. So whatever we know, we share too. Uh, do tell us what they keep. We are constantly looking for new ways to solve their problems. One of the interesting things that we see on a regular basis these days is that, you know, I don't know if you saw this popular meme that says that, you know, don't fear AI, you know, for AI to take over, people should understand their problems. And most people don't really understand their problems. I don't know if you saw that. So basically, 
was saying that you can't really do mu- do much with AI unless you really understand your problem at its core. How do you feel about that problem-solving component with AI and human interaction? You know, where does it begin? Where does AI play a role, and how much how much human uh, understanding needs to be in that process to be able to really solve a problem? Oh, that's an interesting question because um, it's also because uh, that's clearly an area when the client comes to a, with, a, with with a problem. Um, uh, I think one of the things we really look for and says, is that really the problem? And uh, many times we actually use some of our uh, deeper neuroscience and behavioral science principles to go a bit more deeper into the human decision-making process to understand that. And then many times I think we look to sort of reframe that particular problem. So reframing the problem is uh, uh, as uh, I know clearly an attempt. Not that every time we need to do that, uh, but uh, we do focus to see uh, is is can the problem be redefined? And by redefining it, and I'm sure uh, we are definitely then trying to solve the problem in a far more efficient way. It's it's definitely interesting. I think there's perhaps. uh... You know, if you rely too much on the AI, you lose out on, on some of the creativity and some of the opportunities there. Uh, I think many people feel, especially uh, right now, if you think about students that are in college, you know, they're sort of in this mode where they're just plugging straight into into chat GPT and things like this. And what ends up happening is they're getting these very cookie cutter responses to things and they're using that to to learn. And, I, you know, I just think about, you know, how much more can they learn if Within the classroom, the teachers incorporated ChatGPT and helped them, guided them to actually using the tool to analyze and understand something versus just sort of regurgitating uh, information. Exactly. And we know uh, uh, not much before AI really came about, there was an industry, which is the advertising industry, wherein the inputs, which was the, the what we call the creative brief that was given to the creative team, and that creative brief was prepared by the strategic team. That many times decided what could be, uh, what might will be the output that the creative team actually came up with. Similarly, um, you know, chat GPT is there, but it depends on uh, the prompting and the prompting strategy. And we believe there's the real creativity of uh, chat uh, generative AI is really going to come not from generative AI, but from the prompts that we are going to really have to, going to develop. And at Fractal, we strongly believe, and that's again an area where behavioral science, neuroscience is really coming in uh, to actually help uh, understand the decision-making process that happens in the brain and use that to actually develop what we call uh, very creative prompts so that the outputs um, can actually be far more creative. Otherwise, you give the uh, same prompt, I give the same prompt, ChatGPT might almost give the same output. Now, there's no differentiation, but we know business success is all about differentiation. And how do we create differentiation? And I think uh, we focus a lot on by focusing on, by creating a very creative prompting strategy. Yeah, it's it's almost as if, you know, if you if you're if you just go into chat GPT and say, hey, how can my company make money? You're just going to get a <laughs> bunch of suggestions that are not very, not very relevant to you. But mm-hmm. the more specific you can get, the more context you can provide it, 
the more details that you're going to get and the more exactly. Exactly, exactly. I think uh, that that is where I think a deeper understanding of the problem allows us to bring in all that into the prompts. And uh, the and one of the tools that we have developed uh, is is called the prompt enhancer. And I think that itself is an AI tool. So you give a prompt, and uh, the prompt enhancer actually makes that prompt even more uh, what I call evocative. And uh, and we have seen that normal prompts, but we give it a prompt enhancer. Uh, the, the, the output that the finally generative AI comes up with is far better when an enhancer has been used. So that's uh, a big, uh, that's an area where Fractal is focusing on a lot on. One of the areas that I see you um, <clears throat> Looking in, this may relate back to some of the other conversations. Was uh, uh, you've done a lot of work in India on on a variety of different topic topics coming out of the pandemic, COVID nineteen work, um, looking at adoption rates, and then <clears throat> even trying to study the demand for misinformation, which I I, I found. Uh, particularly interesting in in the, the background of the company and and I know you did it around uh, misinformation around the vaccine and declining vaccine confidence and and things like that have um, it'd probably be interesting to hear a little bit more about your application of that but are, have you thought about taking that broader or um, doing more with that with uh, I'm sure all, not only in India but all around the globe certainly in the United States and and in Europe, there, there are lots of battles with misinformation from time to time, whether it's government sponsored or it's one individual that uh, tends to uh, say something that catches fire and everybody uh, is starting to repeat it. Uh, yeah, I think actually it was a global study to that extent. Uh, we, we, it's a multi-country study on vaccine hesitancy. United States was one of them, India okay. was another. Pakistan was another. Uh, then we had uh, four countries in uh, Africa. So, uh, so to that extent, it was a much wider and possibly one of the largest studies that have been done on why did people actually not take the vaccine, and uh, that was done by our our behavioral science uh, uh, expert company, which we became part of Fractal about five years back, Final Mile. And uh, what we actually found was uh, we had some very interesting insights, but one of them was that um, the whole decision was, we thought it's a health-related decision. It wasn't. Uh, many a time it actually became a political decision. For example, uh, we know what happened in the United States and what was the political establishment's attitude towards vaccine, and that did affect the people's attitude. Or for example, in Pakistan, there was a change of a coup and there was a change of government. And one of the things uh, we found was that that decision to take a vaccine or not depended a lot on the trust people had in the political leadership. It had nothing to do with the health workers, nothing to do with health, uh, you know, uh, any other facets of the health system. It had to do with the trust that people had in the political system. And across the world, whichever countries where people's trust in the government was very high, uh, we found the vaccine uh, vaccination levels were much higher. 
So it's very interesting. That's that's yeah. the point that we said about human decisions. It's a very complex and interesting uh, perspective. And once you take a wider this one, you start getting this very interesting insights about human decision making. Yeah. It makes it more challenging to train AI if you're trying to get it to follow human decision <laughs> process, <laughs> which can change so quickly. <laughs> I think that's one of the areas I think Fractal is working on, uh, saying that, yes, this vaccine hesitancy project, uh, uh, we didn't really have much of AI out there because yeah, right, right. it was yeah, through and through. But one of the things that drives our, uh, our work is that uh, human brain is actually the most energy efficient machine that the universe has ever seen. And uh, today, uh, you know, and this machine is just working at 20 watts. So if we can really figure out the algorithms that's happening between our ears and then take that some of this understanding onto the machines, we might uh, we would end up actually making a more energy efficient or overall far more efficient machine. So uh, so for us, neuroscience and AI can actually collaborate with each other. Obviously, a lot of learnings AI can take from neuroscience, and we also believe uh, that uh, AI will be able to help neuroscience understand uh, human brain far better. Definitely super interesting, and I think you know every day we're sort of waking up to new new news about AI and what's going to be happening. Um, my my final question for you is, you know, when you think about the skills that are needed for your companies and your clients. Uh, to be able to operate at a high level, incorporating the human behavior aspect, the AI aspect. What are those skills that you see that are relevant for companies or these leaders within these companies to really learn or even the practitioners? See, AI is the new field and AI is something which is really um, um, clearly we know that's where the future will be. I think uh, one uh, deeper, wider quality besides saying engineering and you know mathematical skills or statistical skills, I would say it's an attitude. An attitude is, I think, uh, one uh, a willingness to embrace new things. You know, go beyond the status quo. That's one. Two, um, this is a constantly evolving area, and uh, not not only we should adopt, but I think we should be willing to learn on a regular basis. So lifelong learning is what uh, AI is going to demand of anyone who's going to be involved in that. And the third is, I think we, we should also have a multidisciplinary approach. We should not be looking at the world of AI only through the lens of AI, but I think we have to look at it from all other sides. And that's that's what we said, Fractal, we look at it from, uh, there are engineers who are looking at the, the, the engineering backend I mean, the foundation of the AI. Obviously, there is the behavioral science and design, which is actually really allowing the interaction of that with the human uh, beings. So I think we have to look at it from all multiple angles. I think that is what is going to make um, in any organization's AI strategy really powerful and really effective. Buzz, any final thoughts? Uh, just in, in following that is, um, is for for companies as they start looking at how they develop their talent, what talent they're looking for, is to keep some of these uh, the the same thoughts in mind. Is that that AI is 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 happening? It will happening, but it's sort of the 
following the evolution of that, looking for people that are open-minded to not only embrace it, but also that are willing to put in the work, the training, the upskilling, the reskilling in order to be able to take advantage of it properly. Exactly. All right, everyone, appreciate your time, Biju. Uh, we'll, we'll connect again soon. Take care. Yeah, thank you. Abbas. Thank you very thank much. You, Good to meet you all. Yeah. Thank Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Certified Skills and AI and Tech Podcast brought to you by Criterion, where we provide platforms, software, and test development and delivery services for certification programs.